So first of all, Shkoyach Michal for really opening the home and just inviting me to come to share some words of Torah for everyone. And uh, it should be a big schos. It is a big schos. You know, it's Hanukkah. It's the Yantav of Iris. It's the Yantav of Light. So it should be Zlechet to Iris. This house should be full of light. Ad Beli Dai. Ad Beli Dai. So tell like this. For some reason, since Hanukkah hit, I don't know, I've been feeling a little bit on the like deep. Okay. So, I hope you're Michael me. Uh, the shir that I prepared tonight, the my shir, whatever, the uh, shmuz that we're going to have for a few minutes, is, might be a little bit on the deep end, okay? So, those that are initiated will enjoy, those that are not, okay? Whatever, there's enough uh, things on the table to occupy your attention. So, it shouldn't be a problem. The truth is, I'll be honest with you, every time I prepare something, I, you know, I, I try to think of the chaver that, that the shir is going to be for. So, really, if it's not understandable, it's your fault. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's not on me. It's not on me. She's like this. So, you know, every neshama has its particular sharish, you know? And every neshama has its own yontif, its particular yontif that it's miskasher with, right? So some people are like sukkah the gidin, you know? Some people are Pesach the gidin. Some people are Hanukkah the gidin. That's true at an individual level. And that's also true in terms of, like, kahilas. I think it's relatively well known that Hasidus in general, Taurus of Hasidus, Taurus of Al Sham, it's a Hanukkah Dekeinian. They're Hanukkah Dekeinian. There's no, there's no bigger yontif that's spoken about with more depth and more clarity and more ahava than Hanukkah. You'll find more in Yonim, in Hasidus, you about Hanukkah than you'll find in anything else. It's a Hanukkah Dekeinian. Hasidus is somehow connected to Hanukkah. So that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes. What exactly. What exactly is any of Chassidus in light of Hanukkah? Okay, we'll get back to that. A famous question when it comes to Hanukkah, it's not really a question, it's more of just, you know, a statement. That Hanukkah really has two nisim, as we all know, right? There's two miracles of Hanukkah. There's the Nitzachen of the Mochama, right? The fact that the, that the Hashvanoim were victorious over the Yuvanim, expelling them from Eretz Yisrael, taking sovereignty over the land, over the base of the Mochama. And then you have the nace of the Shem and the Pachachach Shal Shem. Okay. So the question is, what exactly is the relationship between the two? It's a well-known question, and we'll to talk about this all this morning. What exactly is the relationship between the two? And we celebrate the Nitzachen with lighting the Menorah. The Menorah sort of sums up, uh, it's, it's our way of celebrating every aspect of Hanukkah is the Menorah. So clearly they have to be related to each other. The Nitzachen HaMulchama and the Menorah. So what exactly is the connection? Okay, those are the... Those are the Nigladika questions. Now let's let's go. In in the Sefer Nahar Shalom from the Rashash, there's it's interesting. Every once in a while he brings down a Ksavyad that he had from that result that we don't have in the Kisferi, but somehow he had a Ksavyad from the results in different places, in different ways. Is uh, famously there's two places where he brings down such an Indian. One is a whole Indian from the Ariyak Savyad by Natil Sidayim, okay? We're not going to talk about that tonight. And the other one is Negeta Hanukkah. And particularly the part of that Savyad that we'll be focusing on for a few minutes is what's called, what's known as the Kavanas Shalheves. There's Kavanas that we have for Hadlokas Amenoira, that's from the Kisari, and the Rashash develops and expands. That's well known that we have in the Ksavim. But then there's a unique Kavana that the Rashash brings down from this Savyad. A kavana to have when you just look at the flame. The kavana of Shalhevis. So let me share with you a couple lines from that kavana, and then we'll 
you know, we'll explain a little bit just within the construct of the Arizal what that what the, this is coming from, and then we'll explain Avaida. Okay, so bear with me, I guess. So it's like this, a couple lines. Da is the Ksavyat. Shiesh Bishal Heves, the word shall heves. Okay, if you imagine it. Shin Lamid Hey Bez Tuf Shall Heves. It has a combination of two words, Shes, Hevel. Shes and Hevel, right? Hevel is the, the second son of Noach, of Adam, right? Cain and Hevel. Cain, is, Cain kills Hevel. And then Adam has a third son, Shes. Right? The Pazik says that he named him Shes, that Hashem gave me another son in replace of Hevel. So even in the Pshut where Hevel and Shes are related to each other, right? Hevel was killed, and Shes comes to replace him on some level. The word Shalheves is a combination of Shes, Hevel. Okay. Vehim Madrega Echad said that Riyakadish, Shes and Hevel, the Nishamis of Hevel and Shes are really the same Indian. El Shehevel Yoser Pnimi Mishes. Hevel is just a deeper, more original version of the Nishama than Shes. But it's the same Nishama. It comes out as first Hevel, and it comes out again as Shes. Vizah Shalheves, okay. So somehow Shalheves, when you're looking at the flame of Hanukkah, Somehow it has to do with Shes and Hevel. V'zeh ha-shel heves, point number one, point number two, this shel heves, Shes and Hevel, is yoitzis mi ka. It's somehow related to the name ka. Shel heves, ka is the Pasuk, right? Rishapeh, rishpeh, our love for Hashem, our fiery love for Hashem, is shel heves ka, the fire of Hashem of ka. Okay? That's point number two. <clears throat> point number three. V'labaseish, Another word that comes from the word that, that's included in the, uh, the word shalheves is labaseish. Oilagamkin shalheves, it equals begematri, the word shalheves. In Dalit Isis, if you count the four letters of those, uh, of those words with the kail. So that's the word shalheves. So we have, okay, that's the result says. So in other words, what we see from this ksavyad, without the result, is not really explaining much the background. But the kavana shalheves is you look at the flame of the candle and your machavein. That the word Shalhevis is a combination of the word Shes Hevel, and it's somehow connected with the word of Labasesh as well, with again the Gematri Labasesh with the number of letters equals Shalhevis. So it's Labasesh Shalhevis, and somehow this is also connected with Shalhevis Ka. That's it. Okay, Adkan. He doesn't really explain in this Ksavyat the background. But we do have another place in the Kisver that we, that we do have where he's not talking about Hanukkah. But he's talking about this Indian of Shalhevis, and it's a little bit more expanded. And from there, it's clearly this is what the Ksavyah is, is, is building off of. <clears throat> and the key is that word Labasesh. That word Labasesh is a Pasuk, it's, a, it's, a, it's a many places in Tanakh, but the first place we have it is a Pasuk in Parsha Shemais, where Moshe Rabbeinu goes by the burning bush to see the snap. And, uh, and the Pasuk over there says that he goes to see the snap that's burning Balabasesh. So this is what the Arizal says in Sharp Sukkim, in Parshish Mois. Okay. Gimel Gilguli Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu, there are three basic Gilgulim that the Nisham Moshe Rabbeinu went through in order to get to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was step three. But there are two other versions, two other lifetimes of Moshe Rabbeinu. Shinirmazov Gimel Oisya Shemoy, Sadir Yaqadish, they're all hinted to in the name Moshe, Mem Shinhei, Fahem Moshe, Shes Hevel. Now, by the way, even going back to just quickly to the Kavan of Shalheves, how it's related to Hanukkah, we know Moshe Rabbeinu, the Shalheves itself is Shes and Hevel, but the oil 
that's sustaining that Shalhevis is connected to Moshe. The oil of the menorah, it says in Pasuk, V'yichu e'lecha, it says in Parshas Tetzav, Hashem says to Moshe, V'yichu e'lecha, the Jewish people should prepare oil for the menorah, V'yichu e'lecha, and it should be brought to you, you should take it, it should be somehow connected to Moshe Rabbeinu. So the oil of Hanukkah is sealed with the seal of the Kayin Gadol, but the oil itself is Moshe Rabbeinu Dik. So the oil of the menorah with the Shalhevis is somehow connected to these three incarnations of Moshe. The Shalhevis is Sheis and Hevel, and Moshe himself is the oil. Let's go back to Sharp Sukkim again. The three Gilgum of Moshe is hinted to in the Rosh Hashanah. Moshe, Sheis, Hevel is Moshe. Moshe, Sheis, Hevel is the three lifetimes, the three Gilgum of Moshe, just uh, later in time, going backwards in time. Moshe is the last, Sheis, and then Hevel, working its way up. Now, Vamnam, said the Riyakadish, by the story of the burning bush, so Moshe Rabbeinu was a big Bal Madrig already at that time. At that moment, Moshe Rabbeinu was only Masakin. What? Rakbez Oisis Rishainis Shal Sheis Vehevel. At that moment, Moshe Rabbeinu, every Neshama needs Tikkunim, right? The Neshama comes to the world in order to work on itself, to fix itself. And we know the letters of a person's name, in your, the letters of your name is contained everything you have to work on in your life. And therefore, in a certain sense, the way you're, you know, uh, the way they keep the scorecard in Shemaim is like how many letters of your name have you been misaking? So the letters Hevel and Sheis, Moshe Rabbeinu, the third time this Neshama emerges in the world, he has to make sure that every single one of those letters of the previous names of Hevel and Sheis were clarified, were misukim. Said the Ariyakadish, by the time of the snap, the only letters of Hevel and Sheis that were rectified were the first letters. In other words, the letter He from Hevel, and the letter Shin from Sheis. Those are the two letters of Moshe's name. Mem is his own letter, and Shin and He from the names Hevel and Sheis. He goes on. So again, it's a little, you need like a little bit of a blackboard over here, but the word Hevel, again, He is taken care of. What's left is Beis Lamed. Sheis, Shin is taken care of. What's left is Tav. So Tav Bez Lamed, those are letters that still need to be worked on. That's Tevel, right? Tevel. That's Yoshve uh, Sevel, right? Tevel means the inhabited land, the inhabited world. Those letters of the names Sheis and Evel still need to be worked on. Ad And those are the letters that were being misukin right now, this experience of the burning bush. That's why the Rabbanu Shema appeared to Moshe, Balabas Eish. Labas is what letters? Be Tevel, right? Tevel. Lamed Be is tough. Bitoichasna. Lirmais, the hint of Moshe. Ke elu haoisius shall Tevel. These letters of Tav Be is Lamed. Shem Biltimusakonim, that are still not yet worked out in the names of Hevel and Shays. And in order for Moshe Rabbeinu to be a Moshe Rabbeinu to take us out of Mitzrayim, all those letters have to be fixed. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu's responsibility is avoided at that moment. When you read the Pesukim, it's just like Moshe Rabbeinu is like curious, and he just turns to see what's going on. But from the, from the Kisyari, it was a big avoid that Moshe Rabbeinu was undertaking. He was being masaking the rest of his neshama that needed to be masukin in order to take it to the next level of becoming the Gal Yisrael. And so the letters Shin and He of Moshe's name, that was already taken care of till that point. But the remaining letters of Tuf, Beis, Lamed, hinted to in the word Labas Eish, that still needed to be worked out. And this is hinted to in the word Labas Eish, he says, Al Shem Kayach Adin. Eish always means 
dinim and gvuras, things that are not so worked out, things, things that might be difficult to handle. So labas eish, the hint is that you should know Maishu Rabbeinu, the letters, tough base lamid of your original gugulim, of Sheis and Hevel, it's still eishtik, it's still, it's not worked through. There's still dinim and chitzayinim and klipas that are still attached to it. And so Mimela, Rabbeinu, you have to, uh, you know, uh, take the chrayis of fixing those letters. V'oz nispase Maisha. Maisha Rabbeinu takes upon himself the chrayis to do such a thing. V'niskar of Eilav. He turns to the snap b'laba seish. He's makabal on himself that avoida. V'nishlam tikon sheis v'hevel agamri. And now sheis and hevel are now rectified. The Maisha. Shulgugul eshlishi, who's the third incarnation of that nisham. Nimsa. Said the result. Kishes vehevel, so it comes out. Now he imamish references what the ksaviyat of the of the rishash. Kishes vehevel him oisius shall heves ka. And now shes and hevel within Moshe Rabbeinu through Moshe Rabbeinu now fully mesukan. They come together to create the word shall heves shall heves ka from the pasuk. Kihem ha shall heves van hashem ha yoses mishem ka again. Cross-referencing to the ksaviyat somehow when shes and hevel rectified through Moshe Rabbeinu, you have a full word shall heves. And that shall have us is somehow connected to the name Yud K. Okay. The Tam Kriyasim shall have us. And said there is now another piece of the puzzle. This Indian of shall have us, which again, now we have a little bit of a better picture of what this Indian is, is that this is a rectified Shays and Hevel through Maisha Rabbeinu encountering the Rabbanishlon Balaba Seish. And when the Tikkun of Shays and Hevel take place through Maisha, Somehow now that name could be complete and its connection to Yudke is, is complete. Next piece of the puzzle, said there is all. The Tam Kriyasim Shalhevis, the Indian of Shalhevis is also connected, Kenaidat Slainu is connected to something that we spoke about, said there is, said the Rav in another place. The Indian Rechitzas Ha'odam Bakol Erev Shabbos, Pan of Yadavragla. In Shar Kavanis, in Shabbos, the Rizal talks about that the shower that one takes before Shabbos. Rechitzas pan of yadaviraglo, washing one's hands, ha- uh, face, hands, and feet before Shabbos with hot water, which is race says in Shulchanar to do. The Rizal has a lot of kavanas to think when you're doing when you're doing that act of rechitzah with hot water, connected with the name with the words shalheveska, and over there in 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 the kavanas of Shabbos, uh, the Rizal doesn't explain what the shal- if that has anything to do with anything else, but like a kavana has to do with shalheves. But over here, he's cross-referencing that. So this Indian of Shalhevis, which is Shays and Hevel, this whole thing with Moshe Rabbeinu, which we already saw is connected to Hanukkah, it's the Ksaviyat of the Rashash, is now connected, another piece of the puzzle connected to Shabbos, specifically when you take a shower before Shabbos. Okay? The Mayim Chamen. Fine. Another piece of the puzzle. Ukvar Biyarnu. Another thing. Said the Rav, we also explained elsewhere. Binyan Bilam. Okay? Bilam. We know that according to Chazal, every neshama has its opposite. So Moshe Rabbeinu, the neshama Moshe Rabbeinu is the avi avis hakdusha, right? It's the source of all kedushin tahara. And this is the moment when Moshe Rabbeinu is becoming the full shlemus of that neshama of Shalhevis. <clears throat> Who's the zelu mazeh? Who's the polar opposite? Who's the avi avis atuma? The opposite of Moshe Rabbeinu. Chazal already said, the loikam kamaisha v'nevua, if the kais are loikam, but umasailam kam, Umanu, who's the Zelum Azev Meishabeinu? It's Bilam. Said the Rav, Ki achizasai haisa b'shtei aisias b'ez lamid min hevel. 
the root, the koiches that Bilam had in Klippa was coming from the unrectified two letters, remaining letters, from the name Hevel, right? Before Maisha comes to the Sna, again, remember, the only letters that were rectified were the He of Hevel and the Shin of Shays. The words Tevel, Tuf of Shays, and Beis Lamed of Hevel were still unrectified. Bilam's koiches were coming from the Beis Lamed of Hevel. This is why, according to Chazal, Bilam was really behind the whole Gauls Mitzrayim, right? We know that Pari took Eitzah from Bilam, what to do with Kali Yisrael, and he gave the Eitzah of Avdus. Bilam was the arch enemy of Kali Yisrael from the very beginning. According to, according to the, the Arizal, even the, in the Haggadah, we, when we begin to talk about the process of Gauls Mitzrayim, we go back to what? Arami Ayvid Avi. We go back to Lavan. According to Arizal, Lavan and Bilam had the same neshama. So the same klipa, the same tumah that emerges as Bilam, it's lovin, it's all the same tumah, it's all the opposite of Maishar Rabbeinu. The Zohar says about Yaakov, Yaakov whose arch enemy is also lovin, right? Yaakov has tsars with lovin. Yaakov, the Zohar says, Yaakov milagav, milabar, Maishar milagav. Maishar and Yaakov also are bound to each other. Yaakov Avinu is our father biologically. We're miyaches ourselves to Yaakov Avinu, B'nei Yisrael. And spiritually, we're the descendants of Maishar Rabbeinu, he's our Rebbe. So both Yaakov and Moshe are related to each other. And each one has an arch enemy. Bilam is the arch enemy of Moshe, and Lovin is the arch enemy of Yaakov. It's all the same Neshama. It's all the same Neshama. Yaakov and Moshe is the same minion. One's in Chitzanius, one's in Pneumius, one's physical father, one's spiritual father. And Lovin and Bilam is the same minion too. Where does Bilam get his kaiches from? From the unrectified letters of Beis Lamed in the name of Hevel. Therefore, this moment when Moshe Rabbeinu is rectifying those remaining letters, including the Beis Lamed of the name Hevel. By doing so, he's detaching Bilam, Bilam from his source of Unika, weakening Bilam, therefore allowing himself to redeem Kaliyasar from Golis, which came because of Bilam, which came ultimately because of Lavan. So this is all, it's all the same story. It's all the same thing. That's what's going on over here. For Abiyarno Binyan Bilam, Lamed, that Bilam's Unika comes from the Beis Lamed of the name Hevel, when they're still missing Tikkun. Now Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to be masakin those remaining letters, creating Shalheves Ka, somehow connected with Hanukkah, and somehow connected with washing and preparing for Shabbos, that also weakens the klipa of Bilam. Okay? That's, the, that's what we find in the Kisveri. So what's going on over here? Now, by the way, this, what we see over here is an interesting, if you follow the bouncing ball. So what we have over here is an interesting also connection. We follow the dot between Hanukkah and Shabbos, right? Because somehow this Shalheves is negate Hanukkah. And this Shalheves, the result in Sharp Sukkim connected it to Shabbos, right? Washing one's hands and feet and, 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 and you know, hand, head, uh, face, hands and feet before Shabbos, the Kavanah Shalheves. Now this is also something we find in the Kisveri, that Shabbos and Hanukkah are very bound to each other. The Rizal says an amazing line, the Rizal says in Shark of Anas when it comes to Hanukkah, that really what Hanukkah is, or at least a certain side of Hanukkah, Hanukkah really is Shabbos. That's really what Hanukkah is. The Rabbani, the, usually Shabbos is once a week. The Chiddush is that when it comes to Kislev, for eight days, it's Shabbos thick. And the Rizal says even such a Lashen, that when it comes to Shabbos Hanukkah, then the menorah, the, the light of Hanukkah becomes near Shabbos B'Shleimus. The whole line of Hanukkah is Shabbos. So this is again, so it would, it would make sense that as, we, as, as a major part of our preparation for Shabbos, and preparing ourselves for Shabbos, is somehow connected with Shalhevis, 
So it only makes sense, and it's appropriate that that Kavanah Shalhevis is going to find its way to Hanukkah, since Shabbos and Hanukkah are related to each other. Okay, but none of this makes any sense. Okay, so <laughs> let's begin to explain. All right. This is all revolving on Moshe Rabbeinu. It's all Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is Shabbos. We know that there's a very strong connection between Moshe and Shabbos. Again, this Kavana Shalhevis is connected to Hanukkah, it's connected to Shabbos, it's connected to Moshe. That's the triangle. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to Shabbos very strong. Very, very strong. Yismach Moshe, B'man Eschalkai. Moshe Rabbeinu in Mitzrayim, Chazal say that he went to Pari, famously he went to Pari, and he said, Pari, you know, you work people 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're going to die, so you have to give them a day off. And Pari says, what day? Okay, fine, you pick the day. And Moshe comes up with Shabbos on his own. Shabbos. Moshe Rabbeinu is Shabbos. Moshe Rabbeinu is Shabbos. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu is Hanukkah. Even though the Kain Gadol, again, seals the, the, the Shemen of Hanukkah, he seals it, but the Shemen itself is Moshe Rabbeinu. V'yichoi lecha Shemen zayizach. So the key to understanding this is going to be understanding what Shabbos is, what Moshe Rabbeinu is, what Hanukkah is. It's all the same story. Okay. What Shabbos? Shabbos versus the six days of the week. Shabbos versus the six days of the week is the difference between Pneumius and Chitzainius. It's the difference between Nigla and Nister. It's well known from the Svarmak that on Shabbos, if a person is holding by the place of learning Pneumius Torah, one should only learn Pneumius Torah on Shabbos. should only learn Pneumius Torah on Shabbos. Let's understand why is that. Why is that? What is Shabbos? What is Shabbos? Not when is Shabbos. What is Shabbos? So, you know, I'm sure many of you are already familiar with this idea, so we'll go through it quickly. In, in Rishonim, we find that there's a description of how the Rabbanu Shalom made the world and how the world exists, which is yesh mi'ayin, right? This world is something from nothing. When we talk about that term, nothing, what does it mean, nothing? It doesn't mean nothing. It means an unknown spiritual, spiritual metaphysical foundation. The world that we see is a world of physicality. We're sitting by a table, we're eating meat, and I'm talking into a microphone. This is the physical world. This is the world of Yesh. But we're, what's the root of all of this? What, what really is this table made of? What really this table is made of, I mean, it's, I can't tell if it's, pla- it's probably plastic, right? It looks like plastic. It's not really plastic. The, the, everything has a spiritual root. Everything has an ayin, has a ethereal, an intangible spiritual reality that's ultimately the root and source of its yesh. And the truth is that the, 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 the real definition, the real foundation of all reality are the letters of the Torah, the letters of the Alephase that ultimately sustain everything that we see with our own, with our own eyes. So I'm sitting, we're sitting by a table. The ultimate root of this table, the yesh of this table, comes from an ayin. What is the ayin that the yesh of this table comes from? The letters, shin, vav, lamed, ches, nun. That's the difference between nigla and nister. Nigla is, is a study. Nigla is learning about the revealed world, the yesh of this world, how to navigate through the yesh of this world. What does Rabbi Nishon want me to do in this world? How am I supposed to sit at the table? What should I be doing at the table? That's all nigla. Nister is what? Nister is about moving away from the yesh. 
and getting into the core, getting into the kishkes, and being involved in the root of all things. That it, it's not about, I don't, Nister is not talking about what I should do at a table. Nister is talking about what really is a table in that root, in that b'chin of ayin. This is true with a table. I mean, it's true with, with, with all mitzvahs, all things. Everything can be redefined, whether it's what it looks like in terms of its avoida in yesh, in the world of nigla, versus its avoida in, ter- in the world of nister. Probably the greatest shift that people that maybe don't have experience with this, that are mom is shocked by it, is davening. What davening looks like in nigla, in the revealed sense, in, in the yesh of tefillah, versus what davening looks like in the ayin of tefillah, is mamish a completely different universe? When you a person that was like to daven by let's say by mikubalim that are mechavim, they have kavanas. So using, I mean, they're not saying any extra words in the sitter, but it's a completely different Indian. Especially if you ever saw a sitter from the from the mikubalim, a sitter ashash, and so on, it's like it's like an entirely like a thick volume, like a babavasra for just shachers. It's like a, like what is that? Well, the answer is tefillah when you're learning when you're davening. In, in a way of nigla, in the six days of the week, a six days of the week davening, a yesh davening, the davening is, you're saying certain words, and what does refeinu mean? Refeinu means, Hashem, please me, give me your fool. That's beautiful. And the Rebbe Shalom hears your tefillah, and he says, um, okay, maybe, fine, you know what, you're a good guy, I'll give you your fool. That's what davening looks like, that's what davening is. But Nister says, that's not, that's not what's going on. Nister says there's an entire universe that you're, you're really engaging in that are contained in those letters of Rafa'inu. You're not just saying words Rafa'inu and, the, defini- and the, the, the entire content of what you're saying is just a Hebrew translation of the words, Hashem, please heal me. There's a mitzias, there's a spiritual reality that's take, that you are engaging in when you say those Hebrew words Rafa'inu, Hashem b'nei Rafa'inu. And those letters that are coming out of your mouth are being bayna oilamis, they are building they are the refuah, ruchani. They are the spiritual <coughs> healing itself that is behind the spiritual sickness that this person you're davening for is suffering from. In other words, this, this person that you're davening for that's not feeling well, the sickness itself has a yesh and it has an ayin. The yesh, what, what, what the yesh of his sickness is that he has, a, he has a headache. And therefore there's a yesh remedy, Tylenol. Or if you want to be more religious about it, Hashem, please you know, uh, send a cure to this guy. That's, that's all yesh. But there's an ayin to his sickness. His ayin is, in the inner workings of his neshama, the inner mechanics of, of who this person is, and the underpinnings of his, of his spiritual universe, there's something missing. There's something, the building blocks of his world is, 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 is off. There's something off. And the refuah, the ayin dikar refuah, the nister dikar refuah is what? Is by me coming and fixing the underpinnings of his spiritual universe by saying the words Rafa'inu with Kavan. That's what Davening looks like in a way of sight. This is why I mentioned this uh, on Shul, I think, Parashas Ve'etz, I've talked about this, that when Yaakov Avinu, when Yaakov Avinu is on his way to the house of Lavan, right? When he's on his way to the house of Lavan, so he Davens. And the whole story over there of Yaakov Avinu's Davening, the Yitzchak is related to stones. To stones, he's putting stones around his head, and they become one stone. And he takes that stone and he makes it into a matzav, and he pours oil on it. According to the Sefer Yitzirah, I mentioned this that Shabbos that the Sefer Yitzirah says that every time you have letters, letters in the Sefer Yitzirah are known as stones. And when you daven, when you learn, 
The Sefer Yitzhir describes it as you're building houses, you're building structures with those, with those letters. But this, the reason for the Sefer Yitzhir to describe it like that is because that's an ayin, take away thinking of tefillah. It's a nister, take away thinking of tefillah. That instead of davening just being information that I'm trying to communicate to God somehow, instead of that, that's, that's yesh. The ayin of my davening, the, the nister way of thinking of davening is, no, no, these letters are spiritual powers, and by me saying these letters with kavana, that is building the infrastructure that's going to be necessary to bring this guy the refuah that he needs. This is why Yaakov Avinu, when he goes to the house of Lovan, the davening that he does is not just tamad davening. It's a davening in this pneumistic way of what? Of letters. Of seeing letters as avonim, as houses. This is what Shabbos is again. Shabbos means what Shabbos is. It's not just one day of the week. Shabbos is a way of... Shabbos is the ayin behind all the yesh of creation. Chazal say that Shabbos, that the Pasik says that Hashem uh, saw that after six days of creation, everything was, there was one thing missing. What was missing? Menucha. Shabbos ba menucha. What does that mean? What was missing menucha? What does menucha mean? Nothing. Menucha means not to do anything. What does mean the world was missing that? What was missing after six days was ayin. That the new world is now yesh, and everything is just caught up in its physicality, but there's no... There's no ability to reconnect to the spiritual underpinnings of all things. There's no nister, there's no pneumis behind it all. That's where Shabbos comes in. The inn of Shabbos is to reintroduce the world of Yesh to its origin in Ayin. This is why Shabbos is deeply connected to memory. Zachar is Yom HaShabbos Why? Because the earliest thing, the, the, the greatest of all memories is to remember where you come from. That's the biggest Chiddush of all, is to remember where you come from, to remember the Ayin that you come from before you became a Dover Yesh. Shabbos means to remember. That's what Shabbos is. Therefore, Shabbos means this Indian. That's, that's why, by the way, with Yaakov Avinu, when he went to go David in that place, on his way to the house of Lovan, and he's Davening in this way of stones, so what's the bracha that's given to him? What's given to him is the bracha of Shabbos. It says in Chazal that if a person keeps Shabbos, then you're zaycha to the nachla of Yaakov Avinu, nachla bli mitzarm, that Yaakov Avinu's inheritance is without borders. Where's the reference that Yaakov Avinu's inheritance is without borders? It's in that parsha, a parsha's v'yetze, So Shabbos, which is nister, Shabbos, which is ayin, Shabbos is a secret, is the spiritual underpinnings, is, the, is seeing reality, seeing words of davening, seeing words of Torah, as letters in which you enter, in which you're able to live in. These are houses that build infrastructure, not just things to communicate. That's what Shabbos is. Yaakov establishes such a tefillah. But that's the Nachla of Shabbos. This is, by the way, the first person in all of Tanakh that we have a reference to Shabbos being more than just a day of rest. And it just being more than just a day that we remember that God created the world. But there's something hidden to Shabbos is with Noyach. Because it says in Pasuk that Noyach, after the Teva, after the Mabal, so he comes out and, sha- and, and he's given the mitzvah of what? Of lo yishpaisu, not to rest. That all people that are not Yidin are obligated not to rest on Shabbos. If Shabbos is nothing more than just a day to remember how Hashem created the world, why is that not for Gai? Gai also are part of the world of Yish. They should also remember that there's a Creator. Why not? The fact that Noyach is being told this Indian is that Shabbos is not for Gaim, already it's telling them, it's telling Noyach, it's already a hint that there's something more to Shabbos, that Shabbos is really not in the world of Yesh, Shabbos is in the world of Ayin. 
and that world of Ayin, that's the Nachla of Yaakov Avinu. That's only Yidin. That's only Knesset Yisrael. Umas Oilam don't have a chilek in that place. Goyesh Shavas is Chayiv Misa. That's what Shabbos says. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that just as, and by the way, and this is my Shabbat, this is all my Shabbat, this is Shabbos, Shabbos means the eye of all things. Shabbos means nister. Shabbos means pnimius. Shabbos means looking at something physical and seeing <coughs> beyond it, believing that there's a, and realizing and really interacting with the spiritual underpinnings behind the physical. That's, that's Shabbos. This is Maish Rabbeinu. Maish Rabbeinu, the one that gives us the Torah, the neshama of Maish Rabbeinu, is the neshama that introduces the world to Ayin. That's what Maish Rabbeinu's neshama is about. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is described as. What, why is he called Moshe? He's called Moshe because he was drawn out of water. What's the earliest description of the world that we have in Chazal? The earliest description of the world is what? Is water within water. Mayim b'mayim. Moshe Rabbeinu is, is removed from water. Moshe Rabbeinu is the ayin. Moshe Rabbeinu comes before there's any yesh. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is. That's why even the name Moshe is not a description of him. It's not a description of him. It's a description of what happened to him when he was a baby. Why not give a name that describes him? The answer is, Moshe is Ayin. No one knows where Moshe is buried, not even Moshe. No one knows Moshe. Moshe is Ayin. The shlichas of the Nesham of Moshe in this world is to introduce the world to its ultimate root in Ayin. Is to teach the world and to give us the strength to engage in physical life, but to realize and to have that absolute truth and confidence that what you see is not real. What you see is the is the is emanating is a Dover Yesh that comes from something much deeper that's called Ayin. That's Shabbos, that's Maisharbeno, that's the Torah of Maisharbeno. Chazal saying the Medrash that Maisharbeno's greatest desire of all was to Mamluch Hashem, was to make Hashem king over the vacuum of this world, over Kol Chalali Oma, over the vacuum of the world. Is the inn of Meshavainu is to Mamluch Hashem and to say that everything comes from something else. Nothing, nothing exists because it's there. Everything has an ayin behind it. That's Shabbos, that's Mesha, and that's Hanukkah. Every shmuz that you'll hear about Hanukkah is what? Is that the Yavan and the clip of the Yavan is what? Is Chitzainis. Yavan means what you see is what you get. Believe only what your intellect can prove to you. Believe only what your eyes see. All Chachm Yavanis is already. You know, that, that moment in world history, as we know, there was a great shift between, even in the, the secular, even in the non-Jewish world, before the Yavanim, the, 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 the obsession of humanity, of developed civilizations, was the occult. Black magic, black arts, and things like that. All of a sudden, the Yavanim come, and there's a great shift between what? There's a shift from looking at things and caring about the Ayin into the Yesh. The Klip of Yavan is focusing purely on Chitzainis, and not getting involved in the Pneumius. Moshe Rabbeinu's Indian, which is Hanukkah, is what is to overcome that, to reintroduce the world to Ayin. So it sounds very good? It sounds very good. And so far this is a, uh, a shmuz that's necessary for people that don't have shakas to Pneumius, to push them into uh, getting involved in Pneumius. But, but you guys are already involved in Pneumius. You, you don't need that, Moser. So what do you guys need to hear? Everything has a Zehu Mazda. This Nisham of Maishar which is Ayin, Davening, Kavanas, and Kabbalah, and all these Inyanim, there's, there's a negative side to it. And that's called Bilam. Listen to what it says in Lukut Maran, okay? I told you this was deep, and I, I told you this is your fault, okay? So just don't, don't blame me. 
Rabbi Nachman is recorded, so you'll be able to chazer. It says like this. This is an intinyana kufchaf, okay? Echad mi'anash fiperli. Rabbi Nachman says that one of the brasses of Rechazidim told me, Shei medaber im Rabbi Nizal, he was talking to Rabbi Nachman, Ba'avodis Hashem kedarki, Ba'avodis Hashem. Behaven Rabbi Nizal, Shu oisik sas l'chav mi'chavonos atfilas. And Rabbi Nachman picked up that this chassid was somewhat involved in davening with kavanas. The hikbid all of Rabbeinu Zalma'ayid. Rabbi Nachman was very makbid that this yid should not daven like that. He should daven like a pashti yid. Va'amrolay shloyasakay b'zeh. You can learn about it, but don't 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 daven with kavanas. Why? Well, he's following kavanas. Rabbi Yehuda Mir Shamil's kibshuta. He just daven like a pashti yid. And he said, Va'amrolay Rabbeinu Zal. Rabbi Nachman said. A person that's not roy to learn to be Isaac in Kavanas, Kishim is spal in Kavanas. When you die with Kavanas, if you try, and again, I'll, I'll, I've, I've had many conversations with people that, are, that fall into this category of people that Bamis are not holding, but they're excited and they uh, start buying fancy Siddharm, right? Kishim is spal in Kavanas, Hukumai Kishif, it's like Kishif. It's like Kishif, why? Kishif, what does it say? What's Kishif? Kishif is uh, incantations. You say magic words and all of a sudden crazy stuff happens. So is that so different than Kavanis if you don't really chop what's going on? Kavanis also, certain Shem Saktoshim, Gematrius, Rufiosius, Shes Hevel, Shalheves, Ka, fancy stuff, Bilam, Bezlamid, all these things. What's the difference between Kishif? I mean, uh, these are holy letters, but you understand in terms of, in terms of what the person is thinking. In other words, what Rabbi Nachman is introducing to us is, is that there is a klipa version of ayin. The klipa version of ayin, just as a person, let's put it this way, just as a person can be magashem, just as you can make the mistake of taking Yiddishkeit, of, of thinking of Yiddishkeit as purely physical, just Yiddish, right? That what's tzitzis? Just the strings that you're wearing. What Shabbos? Just one day of the week. And none of us would fall for that hakshama. That's not chas v'shom. That's It's obvious. It's an ayin. But there's a deeper hagshama, there's a deeper way of being magashem, of, of, of what's the word, physicalizing? I don't know, uh, making something... Uh, uh, okay, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. There you go. You could do that. There's a way of doing that even to ayin, which is what? Which is, which is, it's hard to describe it, but it means, it means even kavanas and learning kabbalah without dveikus. Without dveikus. We're going to talk about this in a moment when we get into Chassidus, but Rabbi Nachman, in this piece, is for sure that he's of the school which we find in many, camp, in many schools of Chassidus, which is that if a person is not able to daven with deep dveikas to elokos while he's having kavanas, while he's thinking about fancy stuff, then the fancy stuff that you're thinking of is hakshama, it's kishav. No, the, the klipa, the, the zelum azev Maisha Ben was Bilam. What was Bilam? Bilam is a kishav macha, right? Bilam was a, was a machashev. Love is a sorcerer, right? It's Lavan, the original version of him is also Lavan, right? Yaakov, let's think about this again. Yaakov Vinu is going to what? The house of Lavan. And that's when Yaakov Vinu establishes this in of davening, the Torah's Avanim, in the way of Kavanis. That's what Yaakov Vinu is doing. And he's going to Bnei Kedem, he's going to the, to the, to the world of the East, to the world of Lavan. Who is the Zelum Azev, this world of Kishif, this world of Kavanis, but in the way of Klipa, in a way of, 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 of being Isaac and Kabbalah without Dvekas, without really, with, with thinking of it in physical terms. I mean, Rachel a person can learn Primus Atara, he can learn uh, Kisveri and so on, and it's all very physical. 
describing physical things. And there could be a chas v'sham, a person can make a mistake of, of thinking of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of the and Elokos in very physical terms. And that's a mistake, that's a klipa. This is what it means when the letters tevel of hevel and chase, which is Moshe Benin's neshama, were not rectified. Tevel means the inhabited planet, the part of the earth which is inhabited. Tevel means that the neshama of hevel, which is the neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu, hevel, chase, Moshe, that's the neshama of ayin. But there's a way of perceiving ayin that's still coming from tevel, that's still coming from a magushan ticket place. Even when you're Isaac and Ayin, it's still coming from a Mugushan Tikka place. Therefore, the, the Shlemus of Hanukkah is, and the Shlemus of, of the Nisham of Maish Rabbeinu, which is Shabbos, which is Hanukkah, is not enough just to be Isaac in Pnimi Satar, to be Isaac in Kabbalah. It's not a matter of taking Eitz Chaim off the shelf and not the Vasra. That's not what Hanukkah is. Because the Indian of Hakshama, thinking of Yiddishkeit as physical, and thinking of God as physical, and thinking of mitzvahs as just purely physical, that could be a mistake a person makes when they just take a babasra off the shelf. But there could be also a very subtle and even maybe even more dangerous mistake that could happen when a person just takes the Yitzchayim off the shelf. This is where Hasidus comes. So Moshe Rabbeinu has to come, not just to be masak in the letters of, 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 uh, of Moshe, of Mem, Shin, and Hey. He has to be masak in the letters Tevel too cutting off Bilam from his Shirish, in other words, to make sure that even in the world of Ayin, it's completely not Tevaldik, it's not Arceistic, it's not, it's not Humanic, it's not, we're not reflecting our own uh, uh, preconceived assumptions about physical, physicality through <coughs> Elikos. And just to think of them as just like incantations and so on, like you would with anything physical too, which is instead of a tangible, it's intangible. That's called hakshama. It's hakshama and pinimis. So, yeah? Quick question. Um, when you say about God being physical, you mean him himself or the result of the God being for physical purposes? The mistake that can make is, is not, no, no one's probably going to make the mistake of thinking God is physical, but just even in, in, in terms of, of mishalom that are used to, to reflect physica, physical qualities, kviyachal on reflections of elikos. So in other words, this is the avoid of what Moshe Rabbeinu has to do at this moment, to completely be Misaki in the Indian of Hevel and Shays, to allow us to really engage in Ayin in a way where there's no Hakshama at all. How do you do that? That's Chasidus. So a major element of what Chasidus came to the world to do is to give Klai Yisrael the ability to engage in Pnei Misatayr without any concern of Hakshama. How do you do that? And this is going to be the shlemus of the Yantif of Hanukkah. Because again, understand, Hanukkah, Shabbos, Moshe, Hanukkah is a Yantif of overcoming the Yavanim. The Yavanim is a klipa of what? Of thinking of things in Chitzanias. That could be when a person is just thinking about Babasra. But it could also be true when a person is involved in, in, in Ayin. And therefore there's a more subtle Yavan that has to be gotten rid of when a person is involved in Ayin as well. And this is and that particular type of Yav, and that's what Chasidus comes to explain, comes to get rid of. How so? So Chasidus B'derach Kalal is divided into two camps. If Chabad and pretty much everyone else. Okay? Both Mahalchem of Chabad and everyone else are in their own way are coming to give us ways of being involved in Primus Atayra without reflecting our own physical assumptions and physical perspectives on the limud that we're involved in. What's Chabad's approach? The approach of Chabad is to try to 
give Mesholem. See, okay, the Kisveri is full of physical imagery, like Shir Shirin, right? Shir Shirin is like very physical, and the Kisveri is full of physical imagery. What Chabad Chasidus does, and what Chasidus is about through the lens of Chabad, is that it's about trying to reinterpret these physical descriptions in ways that are more esoteric, the more seicheldic. That's why in Chabad, the all, all Chabad Hasidis, again, I'm not going to give too many examples, if a person that learns Chabad Hasidis even a little bit, you're familiar with this, that the, the, it's always full of Mishalim about Rebbe and Talmud. It's Mishalim, it's trying to, uh, there's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the literature of Chabad is, is, is trying to explain Pneumstatara through the lens of, of the, of the, of the nefesh, of the Adam, the soul of the person, of the emotional and psychological, the rutzen, all these things, all these spheres that in the writings of the Rizal are, very de- are described in physical terms are reinterpreted in Chabad in much more emotional and intellectual, um, much more subtle terms. So instead of Keser in the Kisari being literally described as a crown on Hashem's head, which can throw a person off, in Chabad Hasidus, Keser is redefined as rutzen which is already a more subtle quality. It's already more subtle, it's less, it's, 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 it's not magushim. This is the way of Chabad. So this is reflected in the Yantav of Hanukkah, in the Nitzachan, in the conquest of, of what? The conquest of the, of the Chashvanoim over the Yavonim. The Nitzachan over the Yavonim means taking their Indian and using it in our world in a holy way. The Yavonim were all about what? about studying, studying the person, studying the body. And Chabad says, yeah, that's a good model. But instead of focusing on just the physical body, let's use the intellectual, emotional, the psychological aspect of the person to use that as a way of, of, of understanding Primus Satara. That's the lens through which Primus Satara can now be seen in a way that's, a little bit more, that's, that's much more removed from something physical. That's called the, the Chashmanayim, conquering the Yavanam, overtaking their weapon, their tool, which is focusing on the human being, and Hanukkah says you can use the human being as a way of, of reflecting on the Rabbani Shalom, but not in a way of physical, but, in, but use the nefesh of the human being to reflect to Elikos. That's the way of Chabad. Uh-huh. One famous pasuk that Chabad Chazit always uses is from my flesh I perceive God. But that description, that pasuk, from my flesh I perceive God, in the rise of the Rizal, Kipshutai, it's always very physical. That literally the left arm is chesed. The, left arm, the, the, the right arm is chesed. But in Chabad Chasidis, that's reinterpreted, instead of just being the right arm is chesed, chesed is now an emotion. It's an experience that you feel a little bit more, it's, it's, it's a more esoteric thing within yourself. The emotion that you feel of love Towards another, that's what chesed means. And that's a more esoteric way. So it's, a different, it's a more esoteric language. It's a language that's rooted in the psychology of a person. So it's still mibsari. It's still using the, ne- the, the person as a way of, of, uh, of relating to elokos. But it's, but it's, it's, it's not in magushimdik way. It's a more subtle way. It's using the tactic of the Yavanim, which is using the human being, but in a more subtle way, in a more sophisticated way, a more ruchanistic way, in a more ethereal way. And that's the con- conquest of the Hashem over the Yavanim. That's the light of Hanukkah, giving us the ability to engage in Ayin in a more refined way. That's the lens of Chabad. Other Hasidists has a different approach. You see, Chabad is still 
working with trying to give us the ability to understand the information of Pneumia Satira. But Chabad, in order to avoid Hakshama, in order to avoid, uh, again, reflecting our own sense of Yesh, our Tevel, our inhabited planet, onto that world of Ayin, so Chabad gives us a more subtle language to use, a more uh, esoteric, a more Ayindika language to use to explain and to talk about the information of Ayin. So instead of, like I said, instead of the physical body, it'll be more, the language will be more uh, psychological in nature and more uh, emotional and uh, uh, using the, the, the Seichel and more esoteric Mishalim to try to give us the ability to engage in Ayin in a way that's more Ayindik. But the other schools of Hasidus are not about the information of Ayin. The other schools of Hasidus it's much harder to explain. It's about hiskashras. It's about connecting us to the light of ayin, to experience ayin, to experience ruchnias in a way that it's not even about the words or it's not even about the information. It's The information is trying to bring you to that place of elikus. This is why in the other schools of Hasidus, a major, major part of Avodis Hashem is eskashos to tzaddikim, is connecting oneself to tzaddikim. And the reason why this is absolutely vital and necessary in these other schools is because it's not, that that's the way how we avoid hakshama, to experience ayin in its truest form, in its truest sense, without any yeshus, without any reflection of our own physicality, to the world of Ruchnius is to just simply try to experience the light of Ruchnius by itself. And that is through tzaddikim, and that is through dveikus, that's through the intangible. It's purely intangible. This is why when you have big tzaddikim and you're able to have uh, shaykhs to them, then these schools of chassidus, that, that are the, the non-chabad schools, are unbelievably potent and powerful. See, Chabad has a, has a strength, that approach has a strength, is that it doesn't depend on being by the Tish or the Barditshever, because it's giving us a language to learn the information of Ayin. But these other schools, which is about the experience of Ayin, the pure, pure Ayin Sheba Ayin, the pure Ruchnius of Ruchnius, not even the language of Ruchnius, but just the experience of Ruchnius, yeah, it, it's very hard to to learn that from a sefer. That's something that a person has to experience with diba chaverim, with the right chevra, with the right tzaddikim, in the right place, in the right mindset. It takes time to refine oneself to be able to experience that. This is why with these other schools of Hasidus, they were much less focused on the kavanas per se, on the, the actual information of Pneumus Rather, it's about the light of Pneumus Satara. That's why there's a, there's a famous story when the Mizritcher Magid first met the Baal Shem. So the Baal Shem asked him, he said that, you know, they say about you that you know Kabbalah. So he, this is a, so the Baal Shem gave the Mizritcher Magid a piece of Eitz Chaim to learn or to, to say over, and he said it over. And the Baal Shem said, I see from the way you said it is that you understand Kabbalah, but you've never experienced Kabbalah. And at that moment, the Baal Shem Tov did whatever he did, and, a, and the Mizrachimagid described it, that a fire came and engulfed him. That's the difference. It's not the information. It's about the experience of Elikos. And that 
is the contribution of the other schools of Hasidus in terms of avoiding Hakshama is about giving us the ability to and the tools to give us the ability and the tools to experience the light of Torah through the Hiskashas of Tzadikim. And this is the other side, the other miracle of Hanukkah, the light of Hanukkah, the light of the menorah, the finding of the oil which was sealed with the seal of the Kohen Gadol, the Tzadik of the generation. The Nitzachim, the victory over the Yavanim, that's Chabad. That's taking the, 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 the tools of Yavan, which is information-based. The world of Yavan is intellectual. The world of Yavan is about understanding, and it's about understanding the self and the body. The Nitzachim over the Yavanim, the conquest of Yavan, means using their tools in a way of connecting ourselves to Pinimius in a more subtle way. As I said, using... The world of Yavan, which is about focused on the body, but now using the psychological element of the body as a way of d- deciphering the world of Ayin. But the other miracle of Hanukkah, finding the Pachecha Chol Shemen with the seal of the Kain Gadol, and thus allowing the light of Torah, the light of the Menorah, to 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 be to be experienced. That's the other school of Hasidus. So this is ultimately what Hanukkah is about. Hanukkah is, again, is about the Shalheves. It's about the full tikkun of that Nesham of Meshach Rabbeinu, of Shes and Hevel, the full tikkun of the world of Ayin, giving us the ability to really experience Ayin in the purest of senses, in the purest forms. Number one, giving us the ability to have the eyes to see beyond the physical. And then beyond that, even within seeing the spirituals and, and, and wanting to engage in the Ruchnius, not reflecting our own yeshus upon it and having a pure Shays and Hevel, having a pure Maish Rabbeinu. And this is what Hasidus is about. The connection between Hasidus and Hanukkah is all about this because Hanukkah is about giving us the ability to perceive Pinimia Satara, to perceive Ayin. And that's what Hasidus is. These two schools, again, whether it be the victory of the Yivanim, the, 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 or the light of the Menorah, these are all different miracles that are reflective of what Hasidus is about in terms of giving us the ability to experience Ayin as it is in its purest form without any Hakusham at all. And that, that is the Tikkun of the Nesham of Moshe Rabbeinu. That is the Shlemos of the Shalheves. And that's what uh, that's why it's called Shalheves Ka, because again, as I said, Ka is Yirkevavke is Yismucha Shemayim. Yudke means heaven, it means Ayin. Vesagal Aretz means Vavke means the earth. And in order to truly, truly engage in Shemayim, which is Ayin, in that real Shemayim to go away without any, without bringing Teva, without bringing the inhabited Aretz with you, when you engage in Shemayim, which is exactly what Hanak is, to try to give us the ability to be Meskasher, to Ayin, and to Pnimius in a real way, without any of the Chitzainius of Yavan interfering, that's what Hasidus is about. So it's not only for Yidin to, first of all, be engaged in Ruchnius, but even for Yidin that are engaged in Ruchnius, to make sure that it's pure Ruchnius, and it's not reflecting any of their own physical ideas and physicality on that experience, that's where Hasidus is absolutely vital and necessary for that Indian. No, the Rebbeinu should help. We should all be zeichet, the light of Tarat, the light of Hasidus, the light of the Baal Shem, the Arhaganus, the hidden light of Hanukkah, and Bez Hashem, we should be zeichet to, uh, you know, to experience the Gula, and then everything we've been talking about tonight will be Dvarm Pshutim, and obvious, and things that even Tanaka Shabbos Rabbam will be able to understand and experience. Okay? Ashkayach, Ashkayach, Afreilch, and Hanukkah.